Kale and Company, weekday mornings, 6 till 10. Kale and Company, fourth final hour underway here on a Wednesday morning. Hopefully all of you having a great start to your day. Looks pretty nice outside right now. The sun has came up. Beautiful blue skies from this person's vantage point. 855-839-1210, the phone number. Get us on the free Odyssey app. Watch us live on YouTube. The Morning Mystery Movie Clip is coming up at 920 this morning. Your chance for another pair of tickets to the Philadelphia Auto Show as we have those all week long. That is coming up January 13th through the 21st. Uh, Also, we have our uh, cut sheet part due coming up at the bottom of the hour, as well as another big three. What's on tap and who won social media today? Stalker, you had something to say? No. Okay. I thought I heard you turn your microphone on. Uh, so let me get to a couple of things here with uh, two of the big stories. And I, I want to start with Jeffrey Epstein. We've got more information that seemingly keeps being released kind of day by day. And it involves a couple of Democrats. And then we're going to get to the Ray Epps sentencing that is going to actually happen today via a Zoom sentencing hearing, believe it or not. Uh, We'll get to that in just a moment. But two stories from the New York Post. Uh, The headline, the first one being, Jeffrey Epstein's sex slave, Virginia Jeffrey, had sex with second prince, claims that she saw Bill Clinton and Al Gore on Pedo Island, documents reveal. Uh, They go on to say that uh, Epstein's uh, sex slave, Virginia Roberts Jeffrey, had intercourse with a second prince in France, newly released documents revealed. Jeffrey also infamously claimed that she was pimped out to disgraced Prince Andrew, but also said she had sex with another prince at Epstein's direction, according to a deposition from the lawsuit for 2016. Also, she claims that she twice saw Bill Clinton on Epstein's notorious Caribbean island, Little St. James, and along with that was Al Gore. So now she is claiming that not only was the president, but the vice president there. So that would, uh, if that is accurate and true, we would have Al Gore, who's not only a freak and a pedophile, but also a climate change nut job who wants to tell you that, you know what, we should take away all of your, you know, gas powered devices while flying private chartered flights all across the planet. Um, and then if in fact, because I love how we always have to say this too with Bill Clinton, it's like, well, we don't you know, allegedly, and there's no wrongdoing. Well, if this lady is correct, and that is clearly her accusation, uh, that would mean that Bill Clinton really is guilty of what many people suspect. But here's the bad look. If you are Gavin Newsom, I think the last thing any Democrat, or really any politician, or not even any politician, any public figure right now, With all of the news out there following these Epstein document dumps, the last thing you want to do is be spotted with Bill Clinton. I think that's that's a very, from a PR standpoint, uh, I think it's in your best interest to stay free and clear of William Clinton. So Bill Clinton was spotted, this is according to the New York Post, palling around with California Governor Gavin Newsom 
at a luxurious Mexican resort last week as trove of court documents tied to Jeffrey Epstein pulled the ex-president back into the spotlight. The 42nd president and the Golden State governor, along with his wife, Jennifer Seibel Newsom, were seen riding in a golf cart as they vacationed at the Four Seasons Resort in Tamarindo, Mexico on Friday. That according to photos obtained by the New York Post. Clinton was seen sporting a multicolored short sleeve shirt and a pair of blue shorts while carrying a Panama hat as the sun was shining. Photos obtained by the Post show he was lounging in the back of a golf cart with his legs crossed. Newsom dressed in dark clothes and a baseball cap, joined by his wife in the front of the cart. Unclear if the former presidential candidate and ex-Secretary of State Hillary Clinton was also at the ritzy resort. I don't know. I just think if you are Gavin Newsom, you've got political aspirations, you're very much in the limelight, you've been debating guys like Ron DeSantis, you've been on with Gavin uh, with uh, Sean Hannity on Fox News, uh, but then again, and this is the governor who said rules for thee, but not for me. This is a guy that we have seen out dining during the pandemic at high swanky ritzy restaurants in L.A. where there was mask mandates for the common folk. But Gavin Newsom didn't adhere to that. Same thing when he was at the Super Bowl a few years ago at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles when fans inside the stadium we're told to wear a mask in the 2021 NFL season, and you saw Magic Johnson and uh, Gavin Newsom hanging out in a suite without a mask on. I was really surprised at the time uh, that you know Magic Johnson, with uh, immune system issues in his own right, would not be wearing a mask with COVID. I would think that that would be the smart thing to do if you believe that masks work. So I would say that's a, a pretty bad, tone-deaf PR disaster of a look for the um, very, very fraudulent governor of California. So wanted to pass those two stories along uh, in the world of Epstein slash Clinton. So from Epstein to Epps, I want to get to this because I think our audience certainly cares about a story like this. And I think a lot of our audience uh, believes that Ray Epps was on the Fed's payroll for January 6th. I want to play you this clip. This was from Ray Epps leading up to what happened on January 6th. And then we will go through what Ray Epps has been afforded by the justice system and kind of a good break and a good, I would say it's a very beneficial break that he will be receiving later today. So uh, let's take a trip down memory lane. Here's Ray Epps rallying up and riling up a lot of people. Take a listen. Tomorrow, we need to go into the Capitol. Into the Capitol. Peacefully. Fed, 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 Tomorrow, I don't even like to say it because I'll be arrested. Well, let's not say it. We need, we need to go. I'll say it. All right. We need to go in to the Capitol. We need to go into the Capitol. I didn't see that coming. Okay. We are going to the Capitol where our problems are. It's that direction. Please spread the word. All right. No, Dave, but one more thing. Yeah, so can we go up there? No? When we go in. Are we going to get arrested if we go up there? You don't need to get shot. arrest us all?
All right, that's good. I think we get the point. That's a good uh, clip right there. So that was uh, leading up on January 5th, the night before, and the day of. So yesterday, the news came down, if you were unaware, uh, Ray Epps uh, was sentenced as a federal judge decided to give Ray Epps advanced credit for his 100 hours of community service for his, quote, honorable role in orchestrating what happened on January the 6th. So let's think about this. He's getting probation. He's getting community service, and he gets no jail time. Now, you heard in the beginning of that clip that we played for you where there were other people chanting and pointing, if you were watching on YouTube, others that were recording with a phone and um, uh, recording the video believe that Ray Epps was a Fed. So let's think about this. He was never held in pretrial detention. Ray Epps was featured on 60 Minutes. He was featured in the New York Times. He walked free for over two years before he was ever charged with any crime. He's given a plea deal, essentially, on, I believe, one total misdemeanor count. And he attended his sentencing hearing by his phone. He didn't even have to show up. And from what I am reading now, Ray Epps' sentencing hearing was changed to a Zoom hearing that would not be seen by the public. So you add all this up and spend zero days behind bars. This is why a lot of people truly believe that Ray Epps was a Fed. And if you recall, I don't know. Did you guys watch the 60 Minutes months and months ago? I know it happened. I forget specifically when, but it happened as this show uh, was on the air. And he was interviewed kind of like in an RV. I think he lives in an RV in a secluded location. Like his whereabouts are not known. Like he has basically been, I don't want to say sequestered. I don't know what the right word would be, but he's out in the middle of uh, the middle of America, like by himself. When you add all of this up, and one thing I have always said about everything with January 6th is all of these harsh sentences, whether you agree with them or not, and of course many of us disagree with them, it's all about setting a precedent and putting the fear of God into people that this will never happen again. And if it does, we've laid out the framework for what the punishment is, right? So of all of the people that have been charged including the guy that we talked about months ago on this show that was basically in, what was it, like a broom closet for like like two months, and they talked about oh, how he had, like right. a, he had like a bucket and a bottle of water. Yes. So everything that we see clear as day with Ray Epps, and my guy gets off scot-free, basically. Yeah, he was like he was like graffitied somebody's garage as a 15-year-old, you know, and he got a little slap on the wrist. So... I know we've talked about a lot of people. I know, Don, you've highlighted certain people locally in your newscasts, um, the Zachary uh, Rells of the world. And l- last week you had somebody, what, from, was it Scranton or somebody in, in the middle of uh, Pennsylvania? Scranton. Uh, yeah. And, you know, we saw the guy in Jersey recently where the yeah. feds showed up in his backyard on that little farmland. So it just doesn't add up to me that certain people were given certain punishments and treated one way, whereas Ray Epps was treated like like a 14-year-old that robbed the candy store. 
Yeah, I look forward to your point to all of these investigations into a into a real investigation because I do want to know why why it is when people thought that the rally was going to start at 11 a.m. because it started an hour later mm-hmm. and you have all this video of this group of people who are non-Trump supporters acting like them and taking down the barricades and the whole thing is weird and suspicious and creepy and I think we need to get to the truth and the truth will come out. I just hope it comes out. I hope it comes out within the, within the next 90 days mm-hmm. rather than, you know, after the next election. Right. Right. Cause that's what happened last time sure. with, with Hunter Biden mm-hmm. and all the, those stories that were suppressed and we were oppressed and suppressed Russia, 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 all that nonsense. And now look at what we know today. But it was well after the election that all of that truth had come out. Yes. And Ray Epps, of course, was asked on 60 Minutes Mm -hmm. multiple times. Are you uh, on the with the feds? Are you given leniency or granted blah, blah, blah? He's, of course, denied all of that adamantly. But another there's another angle that always causes me to, you know, look at things skeptically. When the mainstream media defends somebody, I always look at it and I'm like, hmm. So Politico has a story that came out yesterday after Ray Epps got his, uh, quote, punishment. And the theme of the article in Politico is that Ray Epps is being smeared by conspiracy theories. So here is a guy who, like, let's say all the, quote, conspiracy theories are wrong. Which, by the way, a lot of conspiracy theories over the last three years have been uh, accurate at times. So let's say he really was not a Fed and he was there to, you know, do what he did on January 6th. Why would the mainstream media ever defend somebody? Every time we hear about January 6th, it was the worst day. It was worse than 9-11 and uh, Pearl Harbor combined and all this other stuff. So the headline for Politico reads, Ray Epps, pro-Trump rioter, smeared by conspiracy theories, gets probation for role in Capitol riot. A January 6th rioter who was falsely accused by Donald Trump of being a government agent was sentenced Tuesday to a year of probation for his actions during the attack on the Capitol. The sentence of Ray Epps is more lenient than six months of prison time that prosecutors requested, and it marks the conclusion of one of the strangest January 6th subplots. The saga of Ray Epps, a former Oath Keeper from Arizona, who was among the first pro-Trump rioters to breach police barricades and then became the target of far-right conspiracy theories. I don't know about you, but when Politico is kind of making it look like Ray Epps is being portrayed in a negative light, I mean, Politico, of all people, kind of coming to, in, in a weird, odd way, the defense of Ray Epps, that makes me raise a red flag or two as well. Uh, They go on to say that Epps received death threats after Republican members of Congress and conservative media spread false claims that he was an undercover agent who helped incite the Capitol riot. Those claims were even echoed by Trump, who on Tuesday sat in the same courthouse listening to arguments in one of his own criminal cases. So one of the things that I think what the mainstream media tries to do is to smear people that are critical thinkers is when you look at all the facts and you start to add things up, I think it's just very logical and a very common sense way of looking at things. When you take eight, nine, ten different tidbits and you put it all together and you ask yourself the simple question, 
Does that seem plausible? Does that seem like a realistic? And if it doesn't, and if it smells a little fishy, like over the last three and a half years, I think we have certainly earned the right to further question things of the past and moving forward. So the moment I see a mainstream media outlet kind of come to the defense in aid of Ray Epps, I'm like, again, I can't prove anything. I know as much as you guys do. I just read things and try to deduce things and and arrive at a conclusion. And I'm not even adamantly saying that Ray Epps was a thousand percent of Fed. I just think it's a fair question to ask, like, what actually happened here? What was this guy offered and granted? And then you look at the punishment now, three years later, and I think those questions are all very lucid and valid. So uh, we'll leave that one right there. This segment brought to you by Best Work Industries for the Blind, because they are changing lives. A, nine, a nonprofit organization located in Cherry Hill, Best Work Industries for the Blind, provides training and employment for people who are blind or visually impaired. For employment opportunities or to donate, go to bestworkindustries.org. 9.20, Wednesday morning. Time for the Morning Mystery Movie Clip. And now, the Morning Mystery Movie Clip on Kalen Company. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Don't forget the baby. I can't. It is that I don't appreciate what you're trying to do for me, but I want my brother back. He must be so scared. Sarah. Don't defy me. You're no match for me, Sarah. But I have to have my brother back. He's there, in my castle. Think you know what it is? Be called 12 at 855-839-1210, and you could win this great prize. Well, I gotta tell you, I have no idea what that movie is. Is that a difficult one? I think it is, unless I'm you oblivious. Should, you should be. Ashamed? Yes. I am. I am, then. I have no idea what that is. The person in that clip died on this day in 2016. Died on this? Okay. All right, well, if you guys know, I'm not eligible anyway, so who the hell cares? You win a pair of tickets to the Philadelphia Auto Show at the Pennsylvania Convention Center, January 13th through the 21st. For tickets and more info, visit phillyautoshow.com. Caller 12-855-839-1210. If you can identify that movie clip that does not resonate at Horrendous. all with Horrendous. me. Horrendous. I'm going <laughs> to put my head down in shame, yep. and we'll congratulate the winner, hopefully, on the other side. This is the Kale and Company Podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and on the free Odyssey app. Wednesday morning, as we roll on... The Dawn Show coming up at 10 o'clock. We'll find out what she has on tap in about 20 minutes. Also, who won Twitter and YouTube today? Also curious to see what the final poll results will be on our VP poll that we put up earlier this morning. 855-839-1210. Cut sheet part due coming up in a couple of minutes. Also, another story on tipping. I always love these stories uh, when people start talking about what they'll tip for, what they won't tip for, and where our society and culture is with tipping. So we'll hit on this uh, for a couple of minutes. But right now we have our winner. Uh, he obviously knows the correct answer that I do not. Uh, Andrew is in Drexel Hill. Andrew, good morning. What movie clip did we just play for you a few minutes ago that I have no idea about? 
That is from the Labyrinth. Labyrinth. The Labyrinth. Oh, Bowie. Yes. Uh, David uh, Bowie. Uh, right. Okay. Yeah, that, that, that clip did not ring a bell for me, but it doesn't matter. I'm not eligible. Andrew, congratulations. You have your tickets for the Philadelphia Auto Show between the 13th and the 21st. Awesome. Thank you guys very much. You got it. And thank you for listening and playing. All right. Uh, last story of the day. Um, always love these, uh, you know, little tipping stories about the way people operate out in the real world with society and culture. But this one lady has said, you know, she's had enough. This story, courtesy of the New York Post, a woman is slamming the out-of-control tipping culture yes. that we have created and reveals places that she will no longer leave a gratuity. She goes on to say, she's a TikToker, of course she is, right? That's where all these novel ideas come from. A TikTok user named Justice has taken to the app to rail against the culture of tipping in today's modern world, revealing a list of places where she will no longer be leaving a gratuity. Mm. She says tipping culture is out of control. The Chicago-based content creator complained in the clip, which racked up 4 million views since being posted last week. She says, this is a list of people that I'm not tipping in 2024, and I will not feel guilty about it. She goes on to say she won't be tipping for drive-through, self-service, walk-up, or to-go food orders, including frozen yogurt places or pretzel stores like Annie Ann's. By the way, the Annie Ann's pretzel is delicious. Uh, she also says she will not be tipping, absolutely will not be tipping, anybody who sets their own prices. Which That, that kind of leaves me scratching my head because... Doesn't every business in any walk of life set their prices, right? Yeah. Like, it's not like somebody tells you what the cost should be. Oh, that's too much or that's too little. You set whatever the market is and the demand is for your product. But she goes on to say that she's not going to be tipping drive through self-serve, walk-up, or to-go food orders. I actually agree with her on one of these. Right. Any Anytime I order food to go, like if I go to, um, you know, like my local pizza place, because now I'm at the point where with the cost of a delivery for a pizza... Between the delivery charge, the tip, and the rising cost of uh, dairy with cheese with pizza, it's like 32 bucks for you to get away with a good tip for a delivery. So I, I've got like three pizza places less than a mile from me. So I go and I pick up my pizza to save 7 or $8. I'm not tipping for carryout for pizza. I just never. Really? Never. You're not going to te- no. tip why? The pizza guy who I comes just, to your I, house. I just paid no, 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 no. He's, he's not talking about delivery. Oh, carry out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, carry yeah. out. Okay. Yeah. Like I okay, walked sorry. into two of the local places that are in Bluebell, and if it's twenty five sixty, I'm giving you twenty five dollars and sixty cents. Like I'm not giving you a tip, considering I drove to pick up the product yeah. and then drive back home. So I'm with her on that. But I mean, she's sitting here saying she will not be tipping for self serve, walk up, or drive through. Self serve, mm-hmm. I, I I get it. Uh, but drive through, I always will give like the loose change or a dollar little and something. change. Yeah. Something. Although I have told you at the drive through at Starbucks for coffee, um, I, like if I'm I paying, can't believe you if I'm paying five eighty two for a, a twelve ounce which coffee, is crazy. which is which you is not, stop which is a Nick Kale problem, no doubt about it. <laughs> like I'm not I'm not tipping you at Starbucks for that. Like when I go inside, yes, but like. You know, I'll give you the loose change, or if it's uh, eight eighty three, and I got my daughter a bagel or something, I give you a ten dollar bill, a dollar seventeen. Okay, I'll throw that in the jar. Like I'm not, I'm a good tipper, by the way. Like I just, but this this world that we live in now, where you get minimal to average at best service, and you should just give twenty percent because they work on gratuity. 
Like, no, you work on gratuity, but you should be compensated for doing a good... Right. Like, this is like the DEI world. Like, people should just get jobs based on their identity. No, I shouldn't just give you a tip just because you work in the service industry. You should earn it. Well, I'll say a couple things. Yeah, you got to quit going to the Starbucks. What about, like, Chipotle? Because they all the ingredients are there, but, like, they have the power of, are they going to give you a big helping of guac yeah which they don't they'll give you a big a big pound of lettuce but you, you, know, you go skimpy on the guac skimpy on the chicken stick them not chi- if you're on the steak. good tipper well you so you tip at chipotle yeah. as you go down the little they have line? a tip jar They're like give me this oh. give me that they really a, we've gone it's out of control because the, yeah. they give because they know you if you're if you go to chipotle well, I'm, not hello. Fre- I'm not a frequent but i go to starbucks every saturday and sunday but i they don't know me they don't oh. recognize me well, we, I don't think we go to like to the same Chipotle because I have teenagers. Yeah. So of course, hey, mom, can we go to Chipotle? Wait, so how often so, are you going to? Are you going to like at least once, once a week? Once a week. Yeah. So I don't know why. I mean, if I'm standing in front of the glass window and watching you scoop the rice yeah. and then scoop the meat and yeah. then scoop the guac and the cheese and the pico, like why do I have to tip for that? I, I that I don't get. Like, That's oh, why you get the skimpy little quack. Like I get the I get the, I get the waitress thing, and trust me, I do give good tips. Like I, my my one buddy is the biggest cheapskate. His name is Mike. I grill him. Like he tries to be real coy about it. He'll flip the receipt over when we go out for drinks or whatever. And I'm like, what'd you do? You leave a cheap a little cheap tip? Let me see that. And I'll I'll get real angry. Like I'll I'll rip the receipt away from his yeah. claw from his talons. I yank him right out of it. Like let me see that. Like. You gave her $5 on a $55 tab. Don't be a bum. I mean, give her at least 15%. Like, I will, and I'm generous. Like, I'll give you 15% if you are just solid. Nothing exceptional. But, like, this idea that we just need to tip everybody and you're in touch. Like, we, um, when Kristen and the girls were up here for Christmas, uh, two days after, we went and we did some uh, shopping at KOP Mall. And then we went to Miller's Ale House. And we went in there. How is that? It's, it's great. A, it's a solid, solid establishment. Yeah. Although the, the, the hostess literally, and if my wife is listening now, she will confirm this. This guy looked like he wanted to kill everybody. Like He was just unbelievably miserable. <laughs> and I, I probably still gave him like 10, 12%. And he was atrocious. Like he really? Like he just, yeah, follow me. Tosses the menus down, walks off. Like it was just like one of the worst experiences. The, the, the establishment's great, but the, right. this guy was a total schlub. But like this whole culture of tipping everybody, it's just like when yeah. you're not doing the work or you're doing a, a mediocre job. Like I mean, I'm sorry, I'm not getting a raise in radio if I put up mediocre ratings. True. Like, this world of everybody has to get a prize. We're just living in bizarro world. So saw that story from the New York Post. Figured you know, we've, we've talked a lot about this. You know that because I I wait I was a server I was a waitress through J school. That's how I put myself through school and supported myself. So. I do have a special place in my heart for the for servers, especially because I know what that's like mm-hmm. to get stiffed. But I, I, admittedly, I probably go overboard, and then my husband and I'll like Larry. He'll not that he's cheap. Well, he sometimes he is, I think, but <laughs> but he's not. But sometimes he's right. Yeah. I know he's right, like you're saying. Uh-huh. But I guess I just I know what that's like to you know to feel like you got stiff plus you guys are you you guys are um, people know who we are yes exactly so when you guys go into a place and you don't tip well they They go on social media yes a hundred percent so i i understand uh dawn why you do what you do even if you weren't a a waitress um and i know you're a generous person anyway but even putting all that aside 
you would still need to tip well just because you're you know you're famous so yeah. so people because people will say even if even if you tip you know you tip like 20 percent. they're like ugh. Well, yeah. who, who's upset with 20 percent? oh yeah oh yeah we'll go on yeah. you got to do like 20 yeah. at least 22 23 oh, i know i yeah, yeah. i agree i do think you need to do above 20 percent yep Agreed. i Twenty percent, Nick, is my baseline. Me if too. They, if they are, if they are atrocious, see, Greg and, and I are on the same. And yeah. they don't even, yeah. you know, they don't bring out things or they get orders <laughs> wrong. I'm still giving them twenty. You get what you get. What you earn in this lifetime. <laughs> I'm not giving out handouts. You get the, what you get. You but don't they're get working. Upset. But they're working for tips. Did I tell them to work there? Though no. they chose to oh, work boy. there. Okay, that's your choice. No, I, you're you, such an old soul. That's a you, you sound problem. like a, you sound like you're 105. Hey, I worked do. at Perkins in high school as a busboy, so we got schlubby. You know, we got scrappy tips. So I, I get it. But like, I'm not just get, I'm not just going to reward you because you showed up. <laughs> out of here. All right, nine thirty-seven. Let's get to uh, what's on the cut sheet part I do. By the way, the Tom Palmer on YouTube says Nick is cheap. <laughs> I am not cheap. Ask my wife. I'm way too financially loose. Uh, what's in the country part due on this Wednesday is brought to you by our good friends at Holland Floor Covering. Holland Floor Covering is the region's premier flooring dealer. Family operated for over 50 years, providing exceptional service and professional installation. Not sure if they accept tips there at Holland Floor Covering. <laughs> Visit their two showrooms in Wayne and Newtown. No charge samples, no obligation estimates. Learn more at hollandfloor.com. That's Holland, H-O-L-L-A-N-D, floor.com. Thank you, hollandfloor.com, for sponsoring what's on the cut sheet part due. Uh, let's get right to it. Fetterman, I don't know what's happening with this guy. He's he's just, he's all over the place. He is, yeah, he's... Invasion of the body snatchers. I don't know. I've I've said this. It's not. It can't be him. That if you if you really go back to pre-stroke pre him running for Senate, he was a semi-moderate uh, Democrat. You know what I mean? Like like he because it's a that's a blue collar area that he comes from. So he he appeals to the blue collar. Democrat. So he was always like that. This 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 push for progressivism, I think, happened when he started as uh, you know running for Senate, mm-hmm. and then maybe, maybe well, he felt that was his path to being elected. Exactly. Uh, so he was asked about uh, New Jersey Senator Bob Menendez, and this is what he said about him. Cut one, Phil. Go. Menendez went to the went to the Senate floor today, forcefully denied the allegations against him, and said the government is trying to manipulate the media. <laughs> oh no! Um, what's your thought? Oh, I know. Yeah, he's a victim. Yeah, he's a victim. But but hey, I've been calling for that sleaze ball has to go, and I don't know why. <laughs> wow. I have to get rid of Santos, uh, and we could keep somebody like him around. He accused his colleagues, I guess that would include yourself, who called on him to resign or to leave Congress, of um, acting politically. What do you say to his accusation? No, I, I think it's I think it's my aversion to uh, gold bars in your mattress. And, and, and over half a million dollars stuffed around your house, uh, and changing uh, your mind about hey, which which twenty four thousand dollar watch am I gonna get? Uh, it's just strange. And now when you're polling at four percent, why are you hanging around at this point? You have no uh, future. But uh, I can't imagine why we can keep him around. 
Wow. I'll tell you what. I mean, can we freeze it there? Uh, Phil, let's keep the freeze on Fetterman there. He's got the black hoodie, the Steelers beanie. His beard has grown out. I, I don't know if he's a senator or the offensive line coach for the Steelers, <laughs> but he looks like he's ready to coach the Steelers-Bills game this weekend. He does. Um, and I love the fact that he calls uh, Menendez a sleazeball. So, so think about this. We, I mean, imagine a world where 10 years from now, John Fetterman is running as a moderate Republican for president against Chris Christie as a Democrat. Yeah, I mean, stranger things have happened. Dude, right? like, what has happened to this guy? I don't know. He's become, like, the most logic. He went from, like you said, moderate, blue class, uh, blue collar, yep. working class Democrat. Then he got hijacked into the progressive left wing radical nonsense, has a stroke, goes to Walter Reed, then becomes, he's in the office as a senator, wears a suit for a day, then goes back to wearing the uh, Carhartt apparel. And as his brain has recovered, and he's recovered very well, actually, I mean, that clip right there, for the most part, I would say. Uh, you know, it's 90% better than what he was about a year ago. <laughs> and and now all of a sudden, he just says everything that we agree with. Yep. YouTube.com slash at 1210WPHD. YouTube.com slash at 1210WPHD. If you're watching right now, please hit the like button. Uh, and please hit the subscribe button if you have not done so yet. I want to start making some pushes for uh, for subscribers. So please hit the subscribe button. Is this a tush button. push? It, yes. it is It is a tush push. It's the is Greg the Stalker sucks tush push. It's yeah. Speaking of Greg Stalker sucks and a tush push, Aaron Rodgers was on the Pat McAfee show uh, yesterday. And finally, I mean, this is this has been played to death. That's kind of why I waited till the end to play it. But he went on an hour. And to be honest with you, like Aaron Rodgers, I know, you know, people, a lot of people agree with some of the stuff he's saying. But, like, he's just so dry and boring. Like, him explaining the Jimmy Kimmel fiasco was was painful he's like, a, he's such a flatliner there's I was, no emotion to him nothing i was yeah. ju- i was listening to him like oh my god get to the point dude. i i actually think he hates his life i think he's a, <laughs> no, i he do, I, I know i really believe that i think he's a lifeless i agree with a lot of what he says here coming up but he just looks like a miserable human being i've given you the backdrop like he doesn't talk to his family yeah he has shunned his two brothers he doesn't talk to his parents there's some sort of riff, and I, I actually probably would think it's Rod, Aaron Rodgers' fault, to be honest, because uh, I have met his brothers. His brothers live in Nashville. Very cool guys. I just think Aaron Rodgers is kind of a D-bag, you, but I agree with him here. You go. I, oh, I'm sorry. I don't think... Uh, here's the thing. I love the show Hard Knocks. Mm-hmm. If you watch that, and those producers are amazing, Yeah. but if you watched Hard Knocks, you loved Aaron Rodgers. You, it, that show made you love the guy. He... He was so hands-on. He should be a coach, by the way. And he was just, I love i love him because of that show. And, yeah, I like his rebellious nature. Is he a different dude? Yeah. But I like him. Yeah. No, I, I, I think he's just got a lot of, um, I think he's got trust issues, to be honest. Can All we? Right, can, so, which uh, is fine. Wait, I'm, I'm going to throw a curveball here. Since there is a, um, we don't out him a lot, but there is a New York Jets fan on our staff right now. Oh, that's right. His name is Phil Omquist. Yeah. Phil, can you hop on the microphone right now? And as a lifelong Jets fan, can you tell me what you think? Can you tell us and for the guy that audience, played four plays for okay. you, what you think of of <laughs> Aaron Rodgers? Here's what I think: the fact that uh, he's speaking, he does need to basically shut up. <laughs> but I'm happy he's our quarterback if he plays more than four plays. Right, as long as he doesn't rupture his Achilles. Right. I mean, he had a horrible injury. Yeah, yeah. Instead of sending the Jets to the Super Bowl, he's arguing with late night hosts yeah. on 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 an ESPN show. Yes, because okay, first of all, 
he made Zach Wilson so much better. The fact that he made him his Padawan and just put, I mean, that, that relationship and that, that, that's like amazing. Look at Dawn breaking down the quarterback room here. On, Seriously. On, on Monday morning radio. Phil did. He made wonderful. Uh, Phil, did he make Zach Wilson better? Yes. Did they have Say a yes. better record than last year? No. So the answer is no, Dawn. No, that's Sorry. not fair. <laughs> I'm talking about an individual player. Phil sounds player. like he's coming to us from East Rutherford. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Phil is like like the voice of God or something. Yeah, coming. got the echo in the back. <laughs> All right, well, I ran us out of time, so we're not going to play Aaron Rodgers. He basically Aww. said, he basically Who? said, uh, we played it in the big take this oh, that, morning. Okay, sorry. oh, okay, it's oh, that that's clear. true. Yeah. yeah, if you missed it, go yeah, back go and listen. download the rewind app. Go listen, you. Yeah, and go back on YouTube. I'm I'm way more interested in how Jets fans feel about Aaron Rodgers uh, having a. Uh, uh, urinating match with uh, with with a with a hack late night host mm-hmm. uh, rather than you know playing and winning them a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. He can't play. He's got a horrible yeah. injury. Yeah. McAfee I... was ready to hit the dump button yesterday. He was standing up. He yeah. was. <laughs> he would not have been on there if he weren't so, so horribly injured. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that'll do it uh, for what's on the cut sheet part. Do we'll come back find out uh, who won Twitter and YouTube today and what's on tap for the Dawn Show just 14 minutes out here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. It's Kale and Company on demand from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and the free Odyssey app. The Dawn Show six minutes out and we find out what she has lined up for the top of the hour this morning. Yeah, so we're going to update you on everything that's happening today. There's a lot breaking on Capitol Hill, a lot of Donald J. Trump news, as well as the candidacy. So we'll wrap all of that up. And we'll talk about these powerful storms moving through and work our way through that with all the breaking news as well. Coming up about 10.05, we're going to talk to Beth Ann Rossica, Ph.D. in education, somebody who was a longtime Democrat and turned Republican or more conservative and that was during COVID and really battled school districts. She's somebody, again, a PhD in education. So Dr. Beth, she's going to join us. She's evaluating some of the suburban schools and looking at equity education and how that's, how that's working out for everybody. Let me guess. So, they're replacing honors classes for equity. <laughs> so she's, she, yeah. So she's got her full evaluation mm-hmm. going on. And then what about your brain health? So we'll look at brain health. How's your brain in 2024? So we'll talk to our friend Lee Richardson coming up in the 11 a.m. hour. There's so much happening. We'll break it all down. I am going to continue this conversation of the VP, who's the best VP Ah, moving forward. ah, So I'll take that on as well. And when you have that brain conversation, maybe that guy can analyze Fetterman's brain. Because his (laughs) brain has come back together. this is true. It's funny to say that. On Twitter. I'm going to go with uh, Ann Conroy on YouTube for first. She, She says that she thinks that the stroke reset his brain. It could very well be. Maybe it did. Yeah, right. the new year you get a hard reset, right? Absolutely. Ann Conroy wins a YouTube and then one Twitter. Twitter. I'm going to go with Joe Walker. I agree with this. I endorse this tweet one bajillion percent. He's calling you out, Nick, for not knowing the movie Labyrinth. He says, and you claim that you should be a member of Gen X. Massive fail. Are, Absolutely. Uh-oh. I'll stay with the millennials then. Absolutely. Okay. You and your millennials you and Gen Z cannot watch Labyrinth. <laughs> I thought I was an asset for Gen X, but I'll just stay in the millennial group. Yeah, as well, you should. Okay. Right. That'll do it for us. Have a great rest of your Wednesday. Stay dry. The Dawn Show is next, and we're back tomorrow morning at 6, as John Fetterman would say. Good night, everybody. 
Start your day with Kale and Company. Weekday mornings, 6 till 10. On Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app.